a why watch that sneak peek the critic got a chance to see a sneak peek of a new movie coming out this thursday oh march 29th <laughs> <laughs> well usually movies come out on a friday yeah or maybe a late late thursday night but this is a clear thursday release and it is called ready player one yes it is Spielberg's latest, and I don't know greatest. I'm, I'm not sure if we're ready to say that, but he directed it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. We already got the review, and thank you. It's not March. No, no, no. That's not the review, but how could it possibly be his greatest? No. Listen, we get better with age. Steven Spielberg directs. It's written by Zach Hinn, Ernest Klein, and it's based on Ernest Klein's novel. Yep. Uh, if you if you've heard of it or not. Now it's got a pretty interesting cast. I will say this is the most interesting cast that I've seen in a long time. And interesting yeah. meaning what it is. <laughs> what it is. Um, Ty Sheridan, whom we've seen uh, coming through, he's really getting some good parts. He's 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 a lead man. Yeah. Uh, Olivia Cook is in it. Lena Waithe, like yes, the writer and. Yeah. You know, there you go. TJ Miller, you got Simon Pegg, Mark Rylance is popping up in there. Um, I believe Leela Wright is 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 in there somewhere from Letitia uh, Wright, yeah. Letitia, excuse me, Wright is in there somewhere. Uh, among other people. And the great Ben Mendelssohn must Okay, say. Ben Mendelssohn is great and the <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get a, a brief synopsis of this of this movie because it's a little complicated. Yeah. You just have to realize we're in between two realities. Mm -hmm. And then we'll hear what the critic has to say. Well, we're used to that from the Matrix and so on. You know, we're used to that. Whoa, whoa, don't be throwing out Matrix and- I just did, you know, no, so well, look, if you've seen the Matrix, you can get into this world. Or, you know, if you've played one of those role player video games, you'll get it uh, and, and so on and so forth. So. Uh, the year in the movie is 2045. I believe in the book is 2044. So there you go. So the year is 2045. Uh, things have happened on the planet that have changed societies uh, when it comes to resources. So they've lost access to certain resources, blah, 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 blah. So the lead character played by Ty Sheridan, uh, he lives in what's called a stack. So it's almost like an apartment building without the building. So everyone is stacked their little living units are stacked up one on top of the other and you know these people don't have a lot of money and he lives in columbus ohio okay in a stack yes and at the time columbus is getting an influx of people people are coming in for some reason now there is this huge virtual reality space called oasis and Oasis was created by Mark Rylance's character, along with Simon Pegg, who was his assistant. You can think of all the kinds of technological things that have been created, that kind of thing. So Mark Rylance is the brain. Simon Pegg is the one who sells it. There you go with that. Now, Mark Rylance's character has died. Oh, and, gosh. And what he's done is left behind a treasure trove of information. So the point is this, what he's done is embedded three keys in Oasis. And by the way, Oasis, you get an introduction, of course, to all these different worlds. So mm -hmm. it's 
a lot of different worlds. You could do a lot of different things there. If you know anything about virtual spaces, it's like that. So the question is, where is it? In which portal, in which planet? You don't know where these three keys are. But the first person to find all three keys will own Oasis. So they will get essentially a trillion dollars. So what does this lead to? It leads to all kinds of people banding together to try to get these three keys and corporations to try to get it. And oh, one major yes. corporation at the head is Ben Mendelsohn, of course. his character. So of course, this is the diabolical thing. Now, you have to know something about, about the creator of Oasis. The better you know him, what he likes, his history, the clearer, the clearer it will be how to get these three keys. So Ty Sheridan's character is whip smart. He knows everything there is to know about him. And he starts to figure things out. And he finds friends along the way, of course. Olivia Cook is one of them and so on, who eventually help him out because he has not banded with anybody else. He's a loner. Okay. So he has to fight against this corporation to try to get these three keys and the corporation will stop at nothing to stop him from doing so. Of course. It's, will they stop in reality and in virtual reality? Both places. Ah. So, so it's like the Matrix that way, where you see the virtual space and the real space and we toggle between the two and you aren't safe either place. They can gotcha. get you either way. That's right, oh. yeah. So that's essentially what's going on. Now, of course, this is a Spielberg movie. So this is going to be about the coming of age story. The, they're teenagers. Uh, you know, his parents have died. He's oh, living with his aunt. You know, this all of this stuff you can expect. Sounds so like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, well look, hey, you get these Spielbergian notes. Now, the point of Ready Player One is to celebrate pop culture, in particular, pop culture from the second half of the 20th century. Okay? So probably 70s, 80s, that around then, essentially most of it comes from there. Mostly it's movies, but you also get video games, you also get books and music, all of that's here. So that's what this is. It's a celebration of pop culture from Ernest Cline, as you said, who wrote the book and co-wrote the script with Zach Penn, who co-created Alphas. And Steven Spielberg. So the three of them have come together here to bring this to the fore. And I will tell you, this runs two hours and 20 minutes. Whoa, whoa, that's, wow. But it rarely feels like that because okay. you have Steven Spielberg directing this. And he brings everything that's characteristic of him. And I was thinking of, um, what's that last movie that was nominated? ref that he just did with Meryl Streep. Oh, The Post. The Post. Because I was thinking about when it comes to Steven Spielberg, typically, the camera work yes. is a signature. It's just beautiful how he places the camera, yeah. how it moves, does the information you get quickly. Yeah. He gives you a lot in a little bit of time. And that works here. The, the editing, it, the, his editing is so fluid so fluid it really helps and so all of that really it just gets you going it keeps things moving so what i'll say is this everybody 
with a critic, at many moments in this movie, I felt like I was a kid again. I know these references, I get it. Some of them are explicit, they tell you, and some are implicit. And one major one comes to the end of this movie, which I was like, oh, because one of my favorite movies from childhood, they just ripped it. <laughs> they completely oh. just ripped it. And still one of my favorite movies, actually. So it was, it was wonderful to live through all of this stuff. Now, everybody, nothing here is new. I wait, knew wait, exactly. I want to ask, mm -hmm. yeah, does go ahead. he reference himself? Because he's a big Of course. Fan. Okay, okay. I was not, not, I don't think there's an explicit reference to him, but it's implied. Got it. That's nice. Yeah. Now you get Stanley Kubrick, whom we know Steven Spielberg had a relationship with, right? That's why I, AI finished it for Kubrick. You get not AI, but something else. Okay. Oh, oh. Coming. You get all kinds of things. I don't want to give it away. It's okay. Good. 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 It's all kinds of things. All kinds of things from pop culture will appear here. So, but nothing is new. Nothing is new. This is a classic Spielberg movie. I knew what was coming. I knew what had significance before they even came back to it. I was like, okay, that's gonna mean something. This is gonna mean something. But the way they built it is something that's going to work for the average moviegoer. The average moviegoer who knows their pop culture is really gonna be entertained. I know the people at this screening were entertained and I was entertained. So this isn't about us going, oh, this is, you know, high art. No, this is for the masses and it's done in a way that's respectful oh, oh, oh. of the masses. Do your work, do your job, and that's what happened here. So I do recommend if you're interested in this, if what you heard from this review sounds good to you, go out and see it. Uh, I believe it is gonna be maybe in 3D, I'm not sure. I didn't see it in 3D, it still worked. And I will say that the look of it, it's clear when you're in virtual and when you're not. And I was considering that ref to end it at the beginning. I was like, mm, would I have gone here where it looks like a video game? Would have made it more like a Matrix kind of thing where it's not quite as clear. But as you start watching it more and more, you understand the choice. It's juxtapositions that they need later on that makes it clear. So, yeah, I mean, look, I liked it, I enjoyed it, and I recommend that if you like it, go see it. Uh-oh, critics saying pay your $15. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Ready Player One uh, releases this Thursday as of taping, March 29th, if you want to get in on it. it sounds like a nice spring break uh, for the family if you want to partake. If not, then I guess you're going to have to wait for it to come to a television near.